asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're talking payment buyers, crowdfunding kerfuffles, and America's credit downgrade. You know what, man? This is our Friday flight. We're going to talk about the top stories from this past week, how they impact your personal finances. And by the way, do you see my... Uh it's fig season, baby. I just <laughs> came back from my post-lunch walk and I snagged me just one single fig. We talked about this on a show on an episode last summer during, can grab one. during fig season. We've if been I, walking by our fig tree <laughs> uh, in, in, the, in our backyard and they're, they're mostly still green. There's not, there's like a couple almost ripe ones. This is the, uh, this is the first. Oh, oh man. It's, it's adorable. Kind of like, is that a, is that a squirrel bite? You can I, ju- still I just really, <laughs> I just realized. You can still eat that. The rest of them were pretty green, but uh, yeah, frugal or cheap to take all the ripe figs off the tree. No, you get, you're allowed to take a couple if you're going to walk past the tree. Nice little afternoon snack. Especially if it's a tree that's producing a <laughs> Lot, right but, yes yeah <laughs> uh, but let's we're, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today on this episode matt there's just not just figs that not food just, that you can right. um what is it not harvest forage forage for yeah. yeah as you're walking around the neighborhood exactly but uh, real quick i want to mention because of the tree that fell through our house and all the we're having to replace some items that were busted up in the accident and one of the things we had to get was a new rug and so i we ended up getting one from a company called ruggable who does like uh, washable rugs oh, I and, see yeah they, it's it's seems like a great rug so far but that's not the moral of the story the moral of the story is is, not a paid ad right (laughs) the moral of the story is is a 15 percent off discount which i was like okay cool that's great that feels pretty standard right standard for any online retailer basically yeah if you're Uh, not getting 15 percent off then you pay you're overpaying (laughs) right but like soon after that they had this like birthday sale or something like that and they said 20 percent off everything and so i I was like well maybe they'll refund me since like it just got delivered last week and Mm -hmm. i'm still within this return window I reach out via email, and their initial response is like, sorry, guy, no can do. I say, oh, come on. For a guy like me who uh, really likes this new rug, and like, <laughs> you, pull, you pulled like the quote unquote good guy discount. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'd hate to like send it back and reorder. That sounds so silly, right? So um, I, 
love the rug. It's going to be great. But come on, just go ahead and give me that extra little refund. Give me the 20% off discount. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, all right, we'll do it. So See, you, you threaten the return, which is going to cost them more money. I was trying so. to like do the easy, like, <laughs> hey, I'd hate that. I don't want it. It doesn't make any sense, right, guys? Like, just just give me the 35 bucks back or whatever. Let's not all contribute to global warming right. via the emissions that are yes. going to be incurred by the fact that the UPS truck is going to have to drive back out to my house, yeah. pick this rug up, take it back. It would have been, I mean, it's all silly. just to save and let's, 5%. Let's be honest. I probably would not have gone through that <laughs> step. <laughs> it, it, it was like an empty it's, threat, but. It's like rugs and mattresses. Like all the mattress companies, they all claim, oh, you can send it back even within a full year but have you I've, i mean i've not personally tried to repackage one of those uh one of those mattresses oh. but is it even possible you can't put, like put those it things, back in the box it's like no. an industrial vacuum sealer right for mattresses that's not possible well no so what they do is they they have somebody else come pick that up and they they donate them like those don't oh, do get they? resold yeah oh. yeah so that's well, why i mean i guess that makes sense yeah it's scratching at mattresses i don't know that's i guess maybe they donate them to the goodwill or to homeless shelters but those usually get i think donated yeah dude i would totally buy a scratching net mattress yeah as ever well we've talked about me getting the free mattress from a neighbor right on facebook so <laughs> mine's a costco mattress and it's great but uh yeah so it just all that being said is if you see a better price after the fact Never. one you might have a credit card that will help you get that money back without having to go through a bunch of hassle or you can just shoot the retailer an email and say hey listen come on i just got it recently and why not just give me the extra discount like it never hurts to ask yeah it never hurts to ask mm-hmm. so that we're big fans of asking for a discount Good and for you that's one way to stick to your your money saving guns no matter what that's but right matt let's let's move on let's get to the the friday flight the sampling of stories we found interesting this week in the personal finance space and uh real quick the applications are now open for the save plan mm-hmm. which is the the new income-based repayment plan that is rolling out as we speak and we're actually going to talk uh, discuss in detail next week what the safe plan entails and just kind of the state of student loans in our country there's a there's a lot uh, that i think people are unaware of in this plan and so yeah get ready for that that's coming out next wednesday but we just want to make make a note of that you can apply for the save plan now we'll put a link to that in the show notes but also stay tuned next week we'll be talking about it in detail that's right for all of the student loan borrowers out there joe let's talk about buy now pay later because it has gotten worse we actually haven't talk smack about buy now pay later in a minute so it's about time for us to uh revisit them it's like uh, a quarterly bashing that's due <laughs> yeah uh so by now everyone knows that buy now pay later it allows folks to buy essentially whatever they want in installments pay a little bit now and three more easy payments it's yours it's like of course, a of course they call them easy payments because it's not gonna be hard it won't make it difficult <laughs> basically it's like a new form of layaway that's honestly that's greatly inferior because you get the item right away, right? Like you get the item before you've made all the payments. The difference here is that there's no delayed gratification. You are getting that thing now and there is no buildup to you actually receiving that item or that experience, that Mm -hmm. purchase. Waiting for it is inherently motivating for you to actually do the thing and to see it through as opposed to getting the thing and then afterwards they're like, oh yeah, by the way, you owe us. And it's like, oh... I don't want to pay you because <laughs> I already have the item, especially considering this is for things that are going down in value, right? Yeah. Like who wants to continue to pay towards something where you're like, well, shoot, by the time I get on paying this, paying for this thing, it's actually going to be worth less than the total that I'm going to be actually uh, paying towards it by the, by the time you finish. It makes me think of eating a cupcake before you go for a run versus making it the reward afterwards. <laughs> if I eat the cupcake first, <laughs> chances are I'm not going to go for the run, right? Well, yeah. Or I mean, like with working out, it's, it's almost, okay, what if you could snap your fingers and all of a sudden you're fit and you're looking good and it's just like, okay, but now you have to work out for the next year <laughs> uh, and you're only promised the results that you have now. Yeah. Nobody, would, that's just not how it actually works. But obviously 
buy now, pay later. It is getting folks in serious financial trouble. And it's actually getting worse because companies like Affirm, Afterpay, Klarna, they're now offering other types of loans in order to grow their business. No surprise here. They're offering longer term loans with rates that can actually exceed what you would pay if you used a credit card and you didn't pay off the uh, the full balance. Which is a bad idea also mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to use a credit card and not be able to pay off the balance on time and in full. But my goodness, yeah, these, these buy now, pay later companies are looking for other ways to make money and this is one of them. And so uh, Consumer Reports had a great write-up on this and about how confusing it can be at checkout when you think you're paying in installments and you're getting that 0% interest loan, but the, the last screen actually at checkout could reveal much worse terms. And so if you're moving fast, you're flying through that purchase, it's easy to gloss over the finer details and you might miss that, <laughs> wait a second, um, this new product isn't quite like the old one that I was used to. And so our advice would be to don't use buy now, pay later ever for anything, mm-hmm. right? If you can't afford the item, if you don't have enough in your account right now, wait to buy it. Uh, and, and if you do opt to use these services, be careful as they're rolling out these new loan products. Like don't don't get hoodwinked into a loan you didn't want, making that purchase cost you even more overall. So it's buy now, pay later, wasn't good in the first place. It's, it's getting even worse with these new uh, types of loans that they're offering. So the best, the best thing to do is just stay away. Yeah, you can get in over your head with what, how much it is that you're spending, but also it can ding up your credit too, because sure. these are actual loans and there are hard pulls that are taking place. Your, your credit can be dinged, which you might be thinking, well, guys, what do you care if my credit gets dinged? Because we, we shouldn't be financing anything anyway, right? Well, except for something like, say, a mortgage where you can't and people aren't typically out there paying cash. Well, we just talked for re- their homes. on a recent episode about how important your credit score is and yes. how it, it impacts a whole bunch of other areas Not of your life, too purchases that you're making. Sure. Yeah. So, okay, speaking of buying in installments, longer loan terms are becoming uh, more and more normalized. You know that we hate seeing this, but Tesla, they made a move this week to start offering loans of 84 months in an attempt to drive down payments for their customers. Uh, actually, in Canada, you can finance that new Tesla for 96 months. Dang. And the reason, their, their, their goal, of course, is to sell more cars. The reason they're doing this is higher interest rates. They're trying to keep uh, monthly payments in check. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure this is going to make more people feel like they can afford uh, a fancy new expensive Model S or Model Y or the, the new Cybertruck. Or ABCD. I don't know. What. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, just because you can now squeeze that monthly payment into your budget, it doesn't mean that you should actually pounce because longer term loans come with higher interest rates and you're going to be upside down in that car for a really long time. That's not a position that we want to see you in. Yeah, we're not necessarily picking on Tesla here. We're picking on longer term loans, although... Lots uh, of car dealerships have done this. Yeah. Tesla is just the latest uh, car manufacturer who has started offering this. Yeah, and just, just because someone says, hey, we're going to offer this, doesn't mean you should take them up on it, right? And and longer, longer loan terms, they seem like the answer to help you afford the new car you want. But the real solution is to hold onto the car you have for longer or to buy a cheaper car. Yes. Like those are, yep. th- those are the two options that you should choose, right? <laughs> Seven yeah. years is just too long to sign yourself up for a loan payment. Yeah. So we folks will hear us talking on the show a lot about how much I'm interested in a Tesla X because it's got, oh yeah, Matt can, I can fit all six members of my family in there. Or they'll hear you pine after a Rivian. We're not actually serious. <laughs> like there's a there's a very very small part of us that would really love that. But like, am I actually going to fork over like a hundred k for uh, a Tesla that's decked out 
with a capability of driving around my six family members. No, like no. I'm not going to do that. We have like 11 year old minivans. Even if we could afford it without refinancing it, drive. which we can, we're not going to do it because no. it's it's not in line with our values. It's nope. not something we care about enough. But it's especially a bad idea if you if you'd have to finance it at this longer longer term, right? Mm-hmm. Because the people who are willing to lend you money, they're not always offering you products that are best for your long-term financial goals. They're trying to get you in a new ride, get you to drive off, and they just want that payment every single month, right? And so uh, we prefer to see every single How to Money listener pay cash for their next car or opting for at most like a 42-month loan, right? Paying off in, in three and a half years instead of seven, that's way better for your finances as a whole. It means you're not upside down in that car for years on end, putting yourself in financial peril, essentially, by extending the loan term. And you know, when we're talking about buying a car, you want to look at the total cost of ownership, not just the payment amount, right? And if you're looking at the payment amount, you're likely to say, oh, I can squeeze that into my budget. But then you're not looking at like your overall financial trajectory. You're just looking at the the payment, which is the crudest thing to look at, and it's not really uh, a good I- indication of whether or not it's a, it's a smart buy. That's right. Yeah. And again, it's just a bummer to have to continue to make payments on something that isn't worth what it is when you first bought it. Yeah. Right. Like it's just that's why we are in favor of reason- taking on reasonable debt for your house in the form of a mortgage payment, as well as student loans. Right. You are investing like it's your ability to make more money in the future because of this degree that you're acquiring via these student loans. Uh, But the, man, the ability to finance anything that depreciates in value makes me extremely squeamish. But let's talk about utilities for a second, because the Times had an article about uh, a utility that used to be reasonably priced, but it's not anymore. We're talking about water. H2O. The the average water bill has gone up by 50% over the last decade. And evidently, this trend is likely going to continue as different municipalities, different cities are mm-hmm. having to repipe. I don't even know what their words are. They, their infrastructure is getting old and pipes are cracking. So they're it's expensive to, to replace. But it's important to note that there, there are things that people can do when their water Absolutely. bill is going up, right? When the rates are going up on water, it doesn't mean that you just have to take it on the chin, that you just have to grin and bear it. And so the, the, the first thing to note is that you can change your behavior. And I still remember when George was going through the, a drought and our then governor at the time, Sonny Perdue, he had this like southern twang and he was like take a shorter shower and that was like his advice to people as we we're going through a drought and it was good advice because we all had to kind of come together and do the same thing like stop watering your lawn and take a shorter shower right uh, but that is like a legitimate thing that we can do is to shower uh, a little bit less time maybe uh, take five minutes off your shower and that will of course save water but then there are other things you can do there are water saving devices that you can implement into your home like low flow toilets and so uh, and that's something too Matt that a lot of people can do without paying a dime. They might pay up front for the toilet, but oftentimes their water company will give them a rebate for installing a low flow toilet. So uh, you might have a a better toilet. By the way, those have gotten better in recent years. I just actually got a new low flow toilet and it rocks. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's so much better than the versions from 10 years ago. Is it the kind that uh, like jets all the water yes. is it yeah no it you is. got one of those yeah those are low flow i'm talking about the ones that like no it's it, dude it jets and it's, it's low flow it's the one that you can drop like a dozen hot dogs like they used to have this commercial tried it. Sorry. Where, where you drop like <laughs> 24 hot dogs in it or something like that. and they flushed it and it like 
That sounds unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> but in that, the kind of toilet you want well, in your household. You know what? Maybe in your in your bathroom. This weekend, come over. We'll test the hot dog flush on this. I, I'm not sure how many hot dogs it can flush. It's a waste of food. All I know is it's way more impressive than okay. my last low flow uh, <laughs> toilet. But uh, for also too, you could you could install a low flow shower head that takes like just minutes. It's not very expensive. And for outdoor watering, like if your if your municipality if your city allows you to install a rain barrel, that can help too. Instead of like mm-hmm. just turning on the hose and using fresh nice water to water your plants like maybe you can do it for less money by doing that and so um yeah everyone hates to see rates going up on the life's most precious necessity really like something we all need to to stay alive and to thrive but there there are ways that we can push back and, and lower that bill even as rates are going up yeah and i'll say too uh the rain barrel thing is something that we do so we don't i think a lot of folks are just like man i've seen those things and people they do it for a little bit and then they get tired of them and then they start getting nasty and moldy and it's just a haven for mosquitoes. I agree. I think all that's true. Uh, what we did at our house, we actually have a, tr- a small trash can. It's like a 32 gallon Rubbermaid trash can with a snap lid and we've got it positioned under uh, a gutter downspout with a flexible bottom part. Mm-hmm. And when we know that there's a big storm in the forecast, when we know it's going to rain, we'll open the lid, swing the uh, that flexible downspout portion into the, the the bucket and we fill that thing up and then we cap it off. Uh, that way the mosquitoes and other junk from like the trees and bugs and all that doesn't get in there. So it's like a... Oh, it's not a permanent install either. Yeah, it? yeah, exactly. Because once those things get... I mean, it's an investment, first of all, to get those giant actual rain barrels. But yeah, it's it's just much more easy to it's an easier way for us to manage having free rain. And then you get you know you got thirty two gallons of fresh, clean rainwater. That the indoor plants in particular, they really like that. There you go. Uh, yeah. So that's a way to actually implement the rain barrel uh, approach instead of having to like go all in basically yeah. but as far as the shorter showers i'm not sure if i'm ever gonna take a shorter shower man. be able to make, make that happen myself. i like sunny Purdue's disappointed in you being able to get in there and mindlessly wash my body relax it's more affordable than going and getting a massage i'll tell you that that's true uh, but one other utility that's worth cutting all together though is your landline so no joke 25 percent of americans still have a landline 2015, it was the year where we saw the majority of American households uh, go cell phone only. And while landline subscriptions, certainly they've steadily decreased, they haven't fallen off a cliff like <laughs> like you would have expected. A quarter of people are still paying uh, that roughly 40 to $50 bill every single month, costing themselves 500-ish bucks a year that they'd be better off sticking in their pockets. I think for our listeners, this is probably less likely you, and it might more likely be your parents. And so I think it's worth checking in to see if they are still paying for an unnecessary landline because like a good question to ask them like do you actually use this thing or do you just like having it is it <laughs> is the, it a safety peace of mind is it a safety blanket or is it something that you're using to call your friends yes i i don't think so i think most folks are likely just unaware that they're still paying for a basically irrelevant service and mm-hmm. uh that wash was the washington post the uh the, the story that was yeah. that was running this they had a map i was shocked to see too that the northeast in particular have the fewest number of households that are cell phone only. Yeah. Specifically like New York, Maryland, Massachusetts. And I don't understand. Like, why is it that those, yeah, the Northeast, there are just a lot of folks that are just hanging on to those landlines. Well, I think what they said was it was something about when Verizon changed over to being Fios or something like that. And it was early on when landlines were still 
were still kind of normal and so they, they they attribute it to maybe kind of that sort of scenario but basically most maybe because it higher population density old buildings maybe folks are just like oh it's already here maybe yeah. i'll just keep paying it but i don't know but basically it's it's a waste of money for almost everyone yep. i think some people think that oh if i call 911 it's going to be better off i'm better off doing it from a landline but that's not true anymore uh cell phones are th- th- because of the robust gps systems inside of your cell phone they can pinpoint where you are down to like inches now um when you call so there's there's just no need to have a landline it's not keeping you safer and you know what you can your 15 dollars a month mobile plan sure beats your 50 dollars a month landline and you got a whole lot of money left over at the end of the at the end of the month and plus like if there's an emergency like if you've like fallen down or you're having like chest pains or something you can't like you're likely going to have your cell phone in your pocket so yeah, even if true. you do have a landline i'm like i'm picturing a scenario and are you going to like Oh, let Can me make it over it? to the actual landline that's over on the bureau or, you know, yeah. on the bedside table. No, you're probably going to reach into your pocket and make that call anyway. So, so there's basically like a help somebody that you know out. You probably don't have a landline PSA. yourself. Or if you do, cancel it. But yeah. if, if you know somebody <laughs> who might, then ask them a question and get them to think about it. But Matt, we've got more to get to on this episode. Specifically, we want to talk about the credit downgrade that happened this week. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for you? We'll get to that and more right after this. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. 
All right, we're back. What does the credit downgrade not only mean for us, what does it mean for our country, Joel? We'll get to that here in a second. But we're not first, Venezuela yet, but <laughs> we haven't entered that Greece territory. <laughs> um, let's get to our ludicrous headline of the week first. This is from the journal, and the headline reads, Missing Millions, Real Estate Deal Gone Bad Hits Popular Crowdfunder. So if you've listened to the show for a minute, uh, you know that we do like real estate investing. Uh, we like it as a way to build wealth, uh, but we are actually pretty particular about the form that that real estate investing takes. So for instance, buying a single family home, uh, buying a duplex, starting out by house hacking. These are great ways of going about it, but we have never been fond of the different platforms out there that have the private e-REITs. Uh, CrowdStreet, they are one of the most popular ones out there. Uh, and it turns out that they have been raising cash from everyday investors to fund deals that evidently were pretty shady to say the least. Yeah, we've we've never done it ourselves. We've always recommended against it. We've even had these companies wanting to to advertise on the show or whatever and we always say no. I don't because, remember that. Yeah, they they don't align with our mission and we don't think that they make sense for our listeners. And so in this Plus we don't have that, a spare 25 grand just sitting around. Right. <laughs> yeah. So well so in this in the research the journal did, they found that and I quote, hundreds of CrowdStreet users lost some $34 million on 19 deals that underperformed. And a, a dozen of those deals lost nearly 100% of investor funds. So it's not like, oh, the returns just weren't all they were cracked up to be. No, no, no. You lost the money you stuck in there. And so it, it, it's not just the returns were lower than expected. People's cash went to zero that they stuck in mm -hmm. with CrowdStreet. And it's the projections are always super rosy on those sites. They make it sound like you're going to crush 28% cash on cash return. Well, it's not to love, but the, the vetting is, is less than stellar on some of these deals. And that's kind of what the journal was highlighting in this. And uh, it, it's, of course, it's a tougher time to invest in real estate than it has been over the past decade, which just means that investors need to pay even more attention than usual to the details, to the specifics. And it, it, it just doesn't pan out in many times the way these e-read crowdfunding sites say it's going to. Yeah. And I, don't know, I guess I'm, I'm pretty dismayed that CrowdStreet would have, that they treated investors so poorly on their platform, allowing some of these investments on their sites, selling them to the investors that use their platform like they were going to be great when they turned out to be complete trash. And yeah. I don't know, man. It's, and it's not just underperformance. Like there's one in particular that they were discussing that's actually here in Atlanta, which is why it probably caught our eye. Yeah. Like, they're like it's a building that you drive under literally when you're driving north on uh, 400. But Evidently, that building was a part of this deal that was one of the biggest <laughs> on Crowd Street, and it seems like it's, it looks like that they're doing some, they're still doing some research, but it seems like that there was a whole lot of fraud mm -hmm. involved. It wasn't that it just underperformed, but money was moved out of those accounts. They weren't placed in escrow uh, like they were supposed to have uh, been done. Instead, they're moved to like something like private accounts of the developer or something like that. And so, shady, it, super shady, and it just goes to show that obviously Crowd Street they didn't do the due diligence and they just overlooked some serious red flags that came up. Uh, and it was individual investors who kind of found out what was happening and brought it to the attention. And a couple of people who were super noisy, they were the squeaky wheel, they ended up getting their money back, but a whole lot of people lost their money in after the process. Yeah. tons of tons of emails. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so it, it's our belief, even more so now, that you should avoid these sites altogether. If you, if you want to invest in real estate, do it the way we talk about and don't use these crowdfunded websites. Again, the projections sound awesome, but the, the results can be lackluster and it, 
if the, if these companies if they're not buttoned up there could be fraud taking place behind the scene that could part you from your money it's it's very different <laughs> than investing in publicly traded real estate funds or investing in like your own house or duplex that's right yeah all right let's talk about usa's credit score joel <laughs> you probably saw the uh went from 750 down to <laughs> what 690 now it's only fair right <laughs> uh everyone probably saw the headline that fitch ratings uh they downgraded america from AAA status which is the the highest that you can have down to aa plus which is still great but it's not elite at least so evidence so there's three main uh rating agencies and uh evidently moody's is still the only one that has they the, still got us the us at, at the the triple a standard and poor's brought us down back in, it was back in 2011 2011 so, yeah. after the the government shut down then that's right but and so this time or the reason that fitch downgraded the us they cited quote a high and growing general government debt burden and the erosion of governance which yeah, <laughs> both of these things are definitely true. They're not wrong. Uh, this is not a partisan problem either, right? This isn't necessarily a political thing because our elected officials on both sides of the aisle love to spend money that doesn't exist. Some would say in, like drunken sailors. <laughs> in an effort to win people over, to appeal to their base, uh, this downgrade, it's 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 not an existential threat, but it also isn't something that we want to just dismiss altogether. Yeah, where some people are. Jamie Dimon, the, the CEO of, of Chase, he basically said, oh, this is this is hogwash, kind of. I don't think he actually said hogwash, but that's basically what he was was, was alluding to, that this is no big deal. We, should, this is, we shouldn't pay attention to it at all. And so that begs the question, well, just how big of a deal is this? And Warren Buffett said this week, he's somebody we, we trust a whole lot. He said, there are some things people shouldn't worry about. This is one. So basically, don't worry your pretty little head. Not a big deal. And he's not wrong. Uh, we don't want you to worry either, but it it's it is important to kind of parse through some of the details here. You know, we we still live in a country that is economically dynamic. We live in one of the the freest, most prosperous countries, the freest, most prosperous country in the history of the world. But we also don't think that this is completely insignificant. And it's not that the federal government needs to have a balanced budget like everyday Americans do. Uh, deficit, oddly enough, right? That's not how governments work. Unlike uh, even unlike states, which do have to balance their budgets. Yeah, so deficit spending on a federal level within reason can be a good thing at certain times. But uh, revenue, it's not keeping pace with spending and it hasn't for a long time. We're looking at a, a national debt load of $32 trillion. And, and the, when you look at the arc of how much it's grown, the past 10 years, the past few years in particular, have been kind of, uh, it's grown at an alarming pace. So the problem is getting worse. And this is more likely what's been called a, uh, a gray rhino scenario, not a black swan event. It's one of those slow moving, easy to spot uh, realities that's on the horizon. It's it's not something that happens overnight that we that was completely unexpected. But you know we need leaders who are willing to do the hard thing and to address the problem, not pretend that it doesn't exist. I think that's what Fitch is saying here is like, hey, there's a looming problem. We're not down, downgrading you to A minus, but AAA to AA plus, like that should just be like a shot across the bow letting you know that some things need to change. Uh, and if, if they don't, there could be further degradation in the future. That's right. Yeah. So what should we do about this as individuals? Folks might be wondering, does this change how it is that I should be saving or investing? Maybe I should move purely to international stocks. Hmm. No, <laughs> we don't think you should change how it is you're investing because, you, you know, you might see some minor market blips like we saw this week. 
but we are investing for the long term. And, and like we said, the U.S. is the most economically dynamic and diverse country in the world. We've got the most free market that encourages competition, which then leads to creative destruction and the ability for businesses basically to thrive. We've, we have more foreign dollars coming into the, into the U.S. than any other country in the world because mm. people see the U.S. as this bastion <laughs> of progress, basically. And not yeah. to mention the ability for us to have freedoms and, and liberties that, that we don't have in any other country. And so all that being said, we want folks to stay the course when it comes to your investing. But this does reinforce our belief that taxes won't stay where they are forever because the, the deficit and overall debt load, it can't go up forever without leading to more serious problems, right? Like what if all three, so S&P down, uh, downgraded us, Fitch just did, what if Moody's in another another 10 years, right? It's like every 10 years, maybe we get a shot across the bow. Yeah. That could lead to some serious problems, which is exactly what the folks at Fitch are, are trying to point out. And the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, it's set to expire in 2025, meaning that without politicians coming to, ter- coming to terms on a new taxation plan, rates are going to go up. It, it makes, honestly, it makes Roth vehicles, right? Whether it's uh, via your 401k or your IRA, it makes them even more attractive. Now, we want that to always be something that you do, but you now have another reason to maybe, f- for real, for real, do it. Yeah. <laughs> but bottom line, we are still looking pre- pretty. You know, we're still looking good, but we're not uh, trending the right in the right direction. Right, like yes. that, That's what it feels like. We're still the best. But are we going to continue to be the best in the future? That depends on what our country does in the future. Yeah, it's kind of like Lionel Messi, right? It's like he's still at the top of his game, but he's 35. Is he going to be the best in five, ten years from now? Probably not. Know, probably not. But he's going to be the he's <laughs> still going to be the best in MLS for this year and the next couple of years in all likelihood because he's just that much better he's than that. The rest. He's that good. And and our country, great metaphor, has, still has a lot of those advantages. It's true, and so it, it, that's a reason to not run around like a, a chicken with its head cut off and freak out about this but it's also i don't know i don't know that i can 100 percent agree with jamie diamond and be like this is complete this is silliness because so much of that is is political as well and by the way everyone knows that jamie diamond is great at making predictions like he was the one that said that there's going to be a hurricane of a recession sure like you know looming on the horizon obviously that was that didn't come to pass and every time you and i talk about recessions recessions what do we say or impending potential recessions it's like we're not predicting one we couldn't and uh, and so people that do we try to like I don't know not listen to their advice too intently because yeah it's the truth is they're hard to predict and but this is one of those things where should it change what you do in the day to day no does it say something kind of important about where we are as a country. Yeah, I think it does. I think it reflects where we currently are in in, in an accurate way. All right, last story for today, Matt. Republic Wireless is shutting down. And we we haven't really talked about Republic Wireless on the show before, but uh, it it felt like it's worth mentioning because for listeners out there, and I'm sure there are some who are with Republic, they're going to be moved over to Boost Mobile, which is a a pretty good low-cost service. And you shouldn't have to do anything, but a, a portion of customers will need a new SIM card, which you should be receiving in the mail. And like I said, we haven't really talked about them, uh, largely because since we started the show, there have been better, lower cost cell phone service uh, options out there. But we want to kind of... Better MVNOs, specifically, the mobile virtual network operators. But Republic Wireless kind of started 
the whole operation of cheap MVNO service, right? They were one of the first, one of the best for a while. And, and then it felt like Mint Mobile, Google Fi, those guys kind of came in, took over the mantle. They had better prices, better service, all that kind of stuff. But I was just sad to see Republic go because it, it felt like they were innovators in that front. And so uh, they, they were kind of the, the gateway money-saving drug that helped pave ways <laughs> for some of these other companies to come in and do something similar. So we're, we're going to miss you, Republic Wireless. And there you have more of that creative destruction that I was talking about earlier yeah. that <laughs> that we've come to embrace. Because would you want to, what if, yeah, what if Republic was your only option? Would you want to continue to be with them as other companies are innovating? No, you, you hop ship and it leads to other companies doing better things with what it is that they're offering. That's sure. one of the things that we love about offering more for less. this country. Exactly. But uh, that's going to be it for this episode for this Friday flight. You can find links to the different stories that we mentioned that we discussed during this episode up on our show notes up on the website at howtomoney.com. Everyone's pretty much getting ready to go back to school. So I hope you are enjoying these dog. Why do they call it the dog days of summer? Is it just because it's kind of it's hot? It's at the very like the tail end of summer. Yeah. There's not, not a whole lot going on. That's Sounds about right to me. Okay. And well, our kids went back this week, and that's been awesome. Yeah. Getting kind of back to the oh, the routine. I miss the routine. I, I do, too. I love summer, but I also <laughs> like love the end of summer. Yeah, it's good to get back to it. So, buddy, that's going to be it for this episode. Until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.